Welcome to One, where we'll learn about the one body of Christ, one story at a time. Welcome. Welcome to One, where we get to learn about the many stories in the one body of Christ. And I'm really uh, stoked that today you get to hear from Miles. Uh, Miles is uh, just a wonderful guy here at North Park, and many of you know him. And if you don't, uh, through this podcast, I hope that you do. Uh, Miles uh, has a, a rich history uh, in uh, many uh, areas of life, and so we're going to plumb those today, uh, as well as a lot of experience um, in marriage and also at church. Miles is uh, a deacon, and a deacon that helps with our hospitality ministry. And so uh, when you come in on Sunday morning and you uh, feel warmly greeted and welcome. Uh, that is in no small part to Miles and the wonderful team that he oversees. So, Thank you. Miles, it's good to have you, buddy. It's great to be here. Thank it you. really is. I appreciate you doing this, man. Hey, this is always fun being with you. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with me. So I want you to know that. I want everybody to know that. We're going to have some fun here, I hope. Uh, I've been a deacon maybe three years, four years, I think, whatever the case might be. Yeah. And uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it. My my walk, and I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I follow him, and it's it's been wonderful. I grew up in a family that we went to church. And I remember at five years old at Montrose uh, Baptist Church, I was literally baptized in their baptismal. Now five, because I, I was five, five as well. Five years old. I was when I accepted Christ as well. And I really, I'm not sure if I really understood what was going on or if it was just mom and dad saying, this is what we do okay. in part of the process. Uh, then I, after that, I got actively involved in Montrose Presbyterian Church. I grew up in Montrose, La Crescenta. Okay. I was uh, going to say, where's Montrose? So that's La Crescenta, so that's here. Yes. Okay. So Southern California here. Okay. I uh, really enjoyed it. And my youth group, uh, that we probably had 90 to 100 in this youth group wow. in growing up. The youth pastor was Pastor Don Rygrock and his wife, Carol. It was, it was awesome. They took us under their wings, uh, you know, 90 to 100 people. It was kids, yeah. high schoolers. Wow. That's got to be tough in itself. Totally. But they really worked with us and guided us through our, our journey. Uh, uh, and our walk. Then, actually, Don Rydrock married Kathy and myself, really? and it was it was very special to to me, and it was to Kath when she got to know uh, Don and, and Carol. Well, let me hold this right there. So you and Kathy are uh, uh, coming up on how many years of being married? We've been married fifty four years. Fifty four. Yes. Congratulations. That's really Thank awesome. You. Thank you. And yeah. We're, we're the weird people around. We've been married a long time. That's a good Together. weird to be. Yeah. That's yeah, a very good wonderful. weird. That's a very good weird. She's so, been a blessing to me. Now, you guys got married when you were, what? Uh, 24. Uh, 24. Yeah. And uh, just real quick, where, did you guys meet there in La Crescenta? She grew up in La Crescenta. Okay. We uh, didn't go to elementary school together. We went to junior high school together. Mm. And then our high school, our junior high, went directly into Crescenta Valley High School. Okay. We're at Rosemont uh, 
middle school, and then it went right into Crescenta Valley High School. We were the first class in the high school, All right. which was wonderful. And then the, after the sophomore year, it was uh, 10, 11, and 12 back then, way yeah. back then. Yep. Uh, and halfway through high school, her parents moved to Covina. Oh. And so she would come back at just some dances and parties okay. with, with friends and everything. So I knew of her. I, back then, I was very shy. Uh, Were just, you really? I was. I was. I was into sports, and that was my thing. And you huh. get you get into a, a dance situation, and the coaches would come around with brooms and trying to get us to get out there and dance and everything. <laughs> so that, the, that so was, you get some guy on the dance floor. So they're yeah. bringing the brooms out. Oh, yeah. To put you out there. Yeah. And that was <laughs> one of them was my high school baseball coach. Okay, and I still can't stay in contact with him. No. And he's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So uh, after after high school, we didn't see each other okay. again until our junior year in college. Just happened to huh. meet uh, at the bookstore just by chance and had a nice conversation with her and then moved on. Nothing went from there. Okay. And then saw her again on the bus going to school in our senior year of high or of college. So yeah, we, awesome. you know, we got married. Uh, we were both twenty four years old. Okay. Uh, after college, uh, right after, well, no, she she had graduated. I was working my way through college, okay. and it took me a little longer. I got through. Uh, I enjoyed it, and we we got married, mm-hmm. and it was it was bliss from then on. Oh. You know, there are ups and downs. We've had some ups and downs. On yeah. This, so. Well, and so uh, for Kathy, um, she was a, a Christian when you met her. Yes, she was. So you guys went into this both as followers of Jesus. And, Absolutely. And um, and you guys have how many kids? We have two children. Two kids. One boy, one girl. Okay. Uh, same as us. Um, and, and how old are they now? They are 49 and 47. Okay. Wow, kind of similar because we're, we're our kids are all three years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kind of cool. So for you guys, now you went into education. I did. Um, tell me real quick about that. I uh, okay. I in college, I really didn't know what I was doing. I okay. I didn't have any help counselors. They just there was nothing there, or maybe I didn't seek them out. Okay, but I decided once I and I I was doing some. Uh, teacher assistant at a junior high in San Diego, and I really enjoyed working with the, the students. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know what, that's not a bad profession. I I think I'll look into that. So oh, I wow. I went and got my uh, bachelor's degree, and then at that point, then we got married, and oh. I had to go in the service, and so that that took me a little time to get back. I came back. And I got my teaching credential. Let me interrupt you real quick. So when you went in the service, uh, what year was that? That was in 1969. Wow. I, sp- I spent six years, actually two years of uh, active duty and four years of uh, National Guard and Army Reserve. Wow. Thank you for your service. You're quite welcome. It was my honor. Yeah, six my years. Honor. Wow. Yeah. And so were you uh, stationed in San Diego at that time or elsewhere? Were you and Kathy together? Were you deployed? No, or? Uh, we, no I was never deployed. Uh, other than the United States, the furthest I got out of, of Southern California, I went into Alaska and worked with their civil defense plant. Okay. And then I got on the Sixth Army rifle team, and for two and a half years, I was going around the United States 
in match rifle matches. That's cool. So that was that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. That's what, and so Kathy got to go with you during those times. Oh no, too. no, no. Oh, okay, so no, she was to stay here. No, while she you was here. Around. She we we started teaching when I was going for my teaching credential, and Kath was working on her teaching credential. Okay, we were we were teachers at a military academy in San Marino. Believe it or not, they had a, a really? military Southwestern Military Academy, and we were dorm parents there too. Were so you that, really? That was interesting early on in our life. So. She she That's talked cool. the elementary school and I taught junior high, mm-hmm. and the sports program there, uh, so that was good. And then I was then I had to go in and do my basic training. And she went over to Arizona with her campus over there, and was over there while I was doing my my basic training. Okay. And then had my advanced training and so forth. Uh, so that was good. And then I got back and I got my my teaching credential. My mom's mm-hmm. uncle. Uh, he knew he lived in Palos Verdes, which is a tough area to, to be in too. And well, something like that. Yeah. So he knew the assistant superintendent in charge of personnel. So he got me an interview uh, with uh, Jim Miller. And yeah. At that point, uh, Kathy was pregnant, expecting. So you know, I I was working for a roofing company at that point, and that was not something I wanted to. Like, let's do. get this teaching job quick. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I I got home, and an hour after I got home, I got a call from Jim Miller and says, "We're we'd like to offer you the job." Wow. And I said, "I'll drive right back down now and sign the contract." You and he got said, it. "No, no, no, we'll send it to you." <laughs> so I got the job. I now this was in the junior high. This is. Junior high, intermediate, six, seven, and eight. Okay. And this was in Palos Verdes. And it was right literally on top of the Palos Verdes Hill. And I could look, I could see Catalina. I could see the whales migrating. Rough. I could turn around and look at downtown LA on a clear day. That's awesome. And a young, young group of of teachers there. And some great followers of Jesus were there too. We just had, we had a great time. How long were you there? I was there 10 years. Now, you, what did you teach? Students. <laughs> That's good. I didn't that, expect that. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I shouldn't say those things. I taught physical education and I taught uh, biology. Oh, neat. Yeah. So my, my, te- my, uh, my teacher, my uh, uh, sister is a, a teacher and now a counselor. And so she taught in high school and was a biology teacher. And um, did that for a number of years, and then now uh, as a counselor in high school. Good for her. Good yeah. So I miss I miss the kids. Oh. And I, you know, I I would teach, and then I went and I uh, was a baseball coach at the high school at one of the high schools down there, wow. and really enjoyed it. But then I grew up playing baseball too. Well, I just got to talk about that for a second. The the sports thing, because for me, having played sports and know just the impact that a coach can have. Uh, on your life in a good way or in a negative way mm-hmm. uh, just because you spend such significant time with them and they have just a lot of sway over your life, you know, because coaches, you know, when you're a kid, like, you know, you being a ball player, no, it means so much to you. It does. Right. I mean, it's just like, it's the world and you, you throw yourself into it. And so that coach kind of, kind of holds your life in their hands, you know? Um, and you also look up to them a lot. And, and uh, I think of a coach I had when I was uh, in ninth grade, Coach Weems. And one of the hardest coaches, but you always knew that he loved you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you just always knew that 
Yeah, he had your best interest at heart. And so it's so interesting. You talk to guys who played for him, you know, decades before and then after me, and they're like, I would give my life for that guy. You know, like, so the role that you had there was was significant. Um, what what was that, like, it, some of the experiences, you know, coaching and with baseball and w- with the guys, like, uh, for people who are in roles like that, what, what kind of experiences would you share or advice you would give, you know, particularly, too, as a Christian in, in that really really important like really important role as a coach like what would you what, what advice would you give well let me let me go back to my high school coach mm-hmm. uh bill heil uh, i still stay in contact with him because he was a major mentor for me okay. not only in in baseball but in life both his both uh coach heil and his wife joan uh, joan would bring her kids to to the games and she was just she was actively involved with our with our uh, sports program, our baseball program, and we I mean we started uh, we were the first graduating class out of Crescent Valley High School, That's cool. and so we were really a tight group, and we and we still are. Uh, I still get together with some of our our guys. That's that's you know, really that incredible because that's half a century, right? It is over half a century. We're we're coming on our sixtieth uh, high school reunion. Uh, this next year. And That's pretty cool. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, That's pretty cool. As far as coaching the kids, you have a big impact because you, you don't know where their parents are coming from. Yep. Uh, and so you take you take the responsibility of sometimes of a big brother mm-hmm. or a, f- a father figure really uh, if they're if they're not there. Um, and a lot of those individuals down in in Palos Verdes, the parents were uh, professionals, and they couldn't get to all the games. So you you were actively involved more than just coaching, and you were there as a parent too. Wow. Uh, most most of the moms were there, and some of the dads. I remember one one ball player that I had. His his dad was uh, a sec- uh, He was uh, the pitching coach for the Angels. And when he would come, I would always get uh, a little anxious when he was standing on the sidelines to going through uh, the coaching drills that I had and everything. Because I thought, here's this professional, and here I am, just a, a 23, 24-year-old wow. trying to, to make a uh, spot for myself on, on the wow. coaching of, of this high school. So I had a good time. It was fun. But it was, it meant a lot that I could make an impact on on some kids. Well, like you said, it, a lot of those kids come from circumstances that um, they needed that father figure, they needed Absolutely. that male figure, you know, in their life. Um, and I imagine there's probably ways that you've impacted. Not, not probably. I know there are ways, you know, that you impacted them that. You don't even realize. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Right? Yeah. Um, how did you approach that uh, as, as a Christian? You know, that that um, teaching and coaching, like how, how did your faith inform those? Back then, you could talk to them. I had no wow. issues in explaining my faith. Okay. It, was, it was up front. 
and it was upfront and personal with me. And I opened up and, and some of the kids say, you know, I, I don't believe in that. And I said, that's your choice, but I'd like, I'd, I'd like you to listen to me. This is the way I coach. I, I'm, I'm here to give you the right from wrong, whether it be baseball or be life's experiences. And I've had a lot of experiences growing up in my faith. And, you know, I want you to take it as you want to take it. Anytime you have questions, I'm always here for you. And I'll be more than happy to, to talk wow. to you and talk you through my faith and what I feel as a follower. That's awesome. You just put it right out there. Hey, here it is. Absolutely. Man, that's just awesome. I think of, um, you know, Bobby Bowden, the Florida mm -hmm. State coach that just recently passed away. Right. And it was just so cool how many people, you know, uh, who had played for him exactly that way. But like, he was so clear, like you knew he was a Christian yep. and he was joyful about it and upfront about it. And, and then they would just talk about how profoundly, you know, he impacted their life. You and know? you'll never know. You'll never know some of them. Mm -hmm. I, I'm hoping that I made a difference in some of the kids, oh. most of the kids, I hope. Yeah. Oh, without Not a doubt, them, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's one of the uh, challenges, you know, the teachers, you know, face today is not being able to be that um, open. Did you experience that change, like in the culture during the time that you were teaching where it went from being totally open to uh, don't speak about it as much? It, did that no, not happen during, I, while you were there? No, in those in those 10 years that I was an educator. Okay. No, it I didn't have a problem with that. Oh, that's great. And, and my principal, the administration, had no problems with that because he was a follower and a couple of others were followers. And it was it was great. It was, it was wonderful. You know, obviously, times have changed. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you have to uh, handle it differently, you know, but, but still be able to plant the flag, you know, mm -hmm. in a way to let kids know, mm -hmm. hey, I'm here. When I, when I left education, it's because of a friend that I, that I not only taught with in Palos Verdes, but I served with. Uh, so he, he left uh, teaching in Palos Verdes, and for five years he kept saying, Miles, you need to get into this job. You would do well in it. And I said, uh, Ron, I said, I, I love my job. I love teaching. I, I really do. And so finally, one one year, I thought, you know what, I I need a change. I need to do something different. I've got 10, 11 good years here. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. And where am I going to go now? So I, I called Ron and I said, Ron, I would like to at least get an interview. Okay. And he said, Miles, I'm going on a, uh, I'm going over to Hawaii tomorrow, and I'm gonna, I'll talk to my regional manager. And he came back. A couple weeks later and said, Miles, I've got an interview. If you'd still like it, I said, that would be great. And uh, I went and had my interview and it was a uh, promotional sales okay. uh, division of the Reader's Digest. And Neat. it was, it really was. And that's cool. I was still working with schools. Basically what it, what it involved was I would help wow. raise funds for the 
student body, the ASB. And so I did that. You know, I worked with Christian schools, you know, and everything. And it, it was just a blessing. And you did that for how many years? I did that for 28 and then two consulting. So I did it for 30 years with the company. Boy, that, and even that is something you just don't see as much anymore with, you know, someone staying with a company, you know, for no, 10 no. years, 20, much less, you know, really kind of 30 years. That's a huge blessing. I had a great time. A great huge run. blessing. It was a great run. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, so here's, uh, comes to mind is remembering Bob Leninger. Pastor Bob Leninger, um, sharing with me how uh, he had asked you a few years back, more than a few years now, uh, to consider teaching uh, and, and be part of you know, teaching rotation in a Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And um, despite your education experience and you know you're you just you're just you're fun, you're very gregarious. Um, you were like, mm, I, don't, I don't know, I'm not quite a teacher, right? It was it was a year before I actually came back to Bob and said, okay, I'll try it, but I'm not going to teach. Really? You said no. No, I, I said, no, I'm not going to teach, but I will facilitate. Ah, teaching. there you go. Clever. Yeah. Clever. So, that, you know, I, I bring uh, a well-known individual, mm-hmm. and we do a, a video presentation, okay. and then we will sit and discuss it. And go through. That's why I call it facilitating. Okay, gotcha. Pastor Leninger doesn't think that. <laughs> Thinks I'm teaching, but I'm really not. You pulled one over on him. Oh, I, I've done that more often. Yeah, uh, he, he'll probably oh, never watch this, so he'll probably never know. Oh, he, have to worry about. You know, he he got me in a small group. You know, we we have we just had lunch today together. We do that about every two weeks, and we are in a small group together. So he has to put up with me. Well. One of the things that's really cool talking with you and, and Bob Leninger, Pastor Leninger, is the the richness of you guys' relationship, your friendship, yeah. and how it's so cool. How it's woven together with you know your life together at church and you know serving together, you know, and whether it's you know facilitating, uh, you know, a class, mm-hmm. doing small group, you're doing life together through small groups. Um, but then also you guys playing golf and, and doing that, you know, on a weekly basis and have your, your weekly lunch. Um, can, I, can I talk to you a little bit about that? What, is, how, what does that mean to you um, in your life and over the years of this uh, fellowship with, uh, you know, a Christian brother? It's, it's absolutely wonderful because we can share together our sorrows, our praise reports, the blessings that, that we have. It's a blessing to know Bob and Margaret, yeah. to have them so intimate in our lives. And I can go to them. I, I told you earlier that my, my brother uh, is going to have to go on dialysis. Yeah. And I we sat and talked about that today together, you know, and, and where that was coming from and where, you know, I have to go uh, with my brother. And that's been tough. And he just lost his his wife, and so and he he was working with with uh, Karen. Uh, Karen was really an invalid for uh, she'd been in serious uh, physical pain for twenty five years, and she finally passed away. And so oh you know, I could go to Bob and Margaret. We could go, Kath and myself. Uh, it was it was a blessing 
to be able to, to have them around because it's a personal relationship. It's not just that we're followers of Jesus, but we are uh, we have a personal relationship that we're very close. We're like brothers, and that is that's a blessing to to me. And I and and Bob, and Kath and Margaret, you know, and the the four of us when we get together, it is it's wonderful because we're on the same page. That's huge. That's huge. It is. And golfing is, you know, we have our issues in golfing. You know, we try to teach each other. Oh, it is. doesn't always work. You know, if you ever <laughs> want to go out and golf, Bob would be a really good help for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, you get, how long have you guys uh, known each other? Probably... Probably at least 18 years, because we've we've been at North Park for a little over 20 that I can recall when we when we moved from Thousand Oaks. Uh, we went to different churches here. Obviously, we were looking, and ended up because of a friend uh, talked to us about North Park, wow. and we just started going to North Park. And, and you guys have had this friendship for now 18 years. Probably probably 18 ish. Yeah, something like that. And just the richness of that. Not as close as it is now. Yeah, it develops over while. time. Yeah. Over time. Right. And that, you know, just the significance of that. I, I think that's one of the things more and more, I think, in culture today um, that is desperately desired. And I think um, more and more people are losing those connections. And... Uh, uh, you know, for a lot of different reasons, you know, spend more time online than face to face, you know, uh, a lot of different reasons. And I think a lot of people want it desperately because it's so good, but don't know how to develop those, those mm -hmm. depths of friendships. It takes a while mm -hmm. to, uh, generate that, that relationship with one another. Yeah. Cause it doesn't come. It doesn't just happen overnight. No, you got to kind of it do does. life together, right? And and that's probably uh, for you guys being in a small group. Like, what role do you think that played in you guys developing your, your friendship? Oh, it was. They had to vote whether I was going to be in that small group or not. Really? That was uh, Bob and Margaret. Ron and uh, Mary Reed, okay, and then uh, Raleigh and Jenna Warner, they were in it, and they had one group that that moved away, a couple, okay, and so Bob came to us and said, "Would do you think you'd be interested?" I said, "Yeah, absolutely," because we wanted to really get actively involved in a in a small group again, okay, and so he said, "Well, I have to get confirmation from the rest of the crew." I said, uh -oh. oh, well, good. Well, that leaves me out. <laughs> I know that I want Kath because they really don't know me. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, then we finally got involved with that, and it was uh, it was a true blessing to, to still be there, except for Raleigh and Jenna. Jenna moved north, and, okay. uh, and then uh, Raleigh passed away, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, but the, the, the three couples now still get together. And just that richness of doing life together. Mm -hmm. You know, through the uh, good times and also the challenges of, 
you know, health issues or family issues or whatever it is and having that, that depth there to, to navigate that is just so incredibly rich. With, with mom and dad being with us for 15 years of their, their latter part of their lives, uh, and it was, it was tough, but we could sit and talk in our small group and explain, you know, what we're going through and get some ideas on how we might uh, better help mom and dad. But it was, wow. it was a blessing to have them. I'd, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Then it just got to a point where they needed more help than we, yeah. could, we could handle. But for 15 years, oh, I'll, you wow. never take that away from me. Wow. And to have them, have them living with you, but then also have that small group to be able to sort through things Absolutely. and process. I know for Bob and Margaret, they went through that themselves. Absolutely. Um, even moving uh, to, uh, was it Margaret's? Uh, mom's house, right? And they lived yes. there for a yes. bit. Yes, early on, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. To, to be able to support her instead of her moving in with them. They went and moved to her and did yeah. the commute thing. And so you guys being able to leverage each other and mm-hmm. and help each other through that and each other's experiences. Yeah. Um, Had some good laughs and some good cries. Too. And some good cries. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just the significance. Yeah, very healthy. Yeah. Like to to try to make it through this on our own you know, uh, is just not good. No. Just not good. No. And that's one of the things, you know, I hope that for people who listen to some of these um, interviews and podcast interviews, see that theme of community. And it's just, it's so strong. You know, when I look at Christians who are thriving and growing in their faith and um, they are connected, yeah. you know, they're connected. They're not just sort of loosely, you know, in and out, but they're yeah, when Kath was uh, expecting with our, our first child, uh, we were going to what was it, Rolling Hills Christian School, uh, Christian Church. Okay. And we got to know some people there. And then we lost our baby uh, after 10 months. And wow, we had goodness. some individuals to, to really help us through that. It, and, you know, we were 20. 26 and that was that was really tough on us but we look back and we understand the reasoning why it happened and it's been a blessing that we can help others that have, have lost their kids to their child too oh my goodness well, I didn't know that that was part of your guy's story that you had lost a baby 10 months old well it was at, at birth oh at birth okay 10 months born, old. got you okay. but there was Stillborn, multiple yeah. anomalies uh, wrong. My goodness. And we didn't, we had moved from uh, Alhambra down to yeah. Torrance and got a new doctor. And he said, I don't see anything wrong. And then her, her water broke at 10 months. And wow. we went in and he says, I can't hear the heartbeat. I want you to go to the, the hospital right now. Wow. So that was a, that was a tough, tough time for us. Absolutely. And that was your first? First child. Your first child. Yeah. And then it was like three years before she got pregnant. You know, the stress of, of losing a, a child. Yeah. And then uh, finally, Jeff came along. And what a blessing that was. And then our daughter, Julie, came along. Little independent Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the joy and blessing of, you know, those two kids coming, you know, after such significant yeah. grief. Um, for you and Kathy and those 
you know, that period of time, those three years uh, before the birth of Jeff. Um, if you want me asking, like, how did you guys navigate that? What were, uh, how did you get through that? Because that's a deeply difficult, mm-hmm. profoundly difficult uh, time. Talking with our parents and just opening up to them. They had never experienced that. And they were grieving too. Um, I remember we were supposed to go see my my grandparents who lived in Lone Pine at the time and for Christmas. And it was December 18th and we lost our baby. And we were going to go up and I had to tell my grandfather that we lost our child. And he was, he, 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 he had cancer at the time. And it was like three months later and he passed on. And it was, it was devastating to him. He so wanted to see a grandchild because we were the first to have one in oh, the family. Okay. We were the first. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, those were tough times. But going uh, and getting some counseling with mm. the pastoral and, and, uh, followers that yeah. we could go and talk to but we didn't we we never found anybody that had experienced what we had oh really but, si- but since then uh, there's there's multiple people that have experienced a loss of a child early on and you guys have and, been there to pull alongside them yes and more so Kath she's wow. just been she's been a trooper doing that and that's something that she just said you know what God, there was a reason why we lost our child, and we're we're there to help people where we can. And that's that's straight out, you know, Second Corinthians one, the God of all comfort, who comforts us, you know, in our pain afflictions, and then we can comfort others with the comfort that God has given us. And that pain, you know, isn't lost, and God redeems that and uses that. I mean, just imagine the incredible ways that God has used. And you're being humble, but I'm sure you, as well as very significantly. Uh, Kathy and the lives of others going through that. Thank you for sharing that. That's profoundly still. It still hurts. Yeah, but it's something that happened, and someday we're going to be together. I and I know that Robbie is. He's whole. He's in heaven. He's having a good time with mom and dad and my grandparents and everything. I'm excited. Someday you'll get to meet him together, face to face. Yeah, Uh, exactly with Robbie. Yep. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, you know, and I think it's so important. Well, I so deeply appreciate you sharing that because that's deeply personal. And even, even as you're sharing that, I could see the, the pain there still. God has healed that, but it's still there. It's, I will always have that. We will always have yeah. that. Yeah, we do. And every once in a while, the tears flow. Yeah. You know, still do. Yeah. And, and in that, God, using you guys to help others and seeing just joy in both your lives today. And, you know, I've been uh, around for now, I guess, uh, uh, about eight years and just so much joy you brought in my life in so many ways and jokes and, (laughs) you know, uh, warmth and, you know, uh, hugs and encouragement and jokes and, um, and just the joy of watching you at church, uh, the way that you not only serve in the hospitality ministry, but now as a deacon, 
this, however many years it's been, we asked you to be a deacon since I came. And you really model that in a beautiful way. I'm going to brag on you for a second. I, I hope so. I hope so. Because I never know. You, and one of the things that is people, I hope, that listen to this and they get to, get to know you even more and see how you lead is beautiful because you, you are a great encourager to your team of all these uh, greeters and now ushers that are part of that and that are set up hospitality and the way consistently every week you're reaching out to them. How are you doing? Hey, here's the ones we're on. Oh, you're not going to be able to be there. But it's not just mechanical. It's relational. And then watching you do that on Sunday mornings and you gather people together and you're praying. And it's a team. And it's a team. It is a team. And, and the love that you have for them, it comes out. And so, you know, as people see this, I know for me, when you go through a really painful, difficult time, a lot of times it's hard to even imagine that there would be light on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's powerful to see how God is using you and Kathy and the lives of so many people and at North Park and at Santa Clarita uh, all these years. And so there's, there's light and there's hope there. And then also just for folks to see the joy of, of serving. Because I see that in you, that it's not, uh, um, it can be difficult. People can be difficult and it can be tiring. And well, I can be difficult. But other people can. I am difficult. <laughs> Just ask Kay Slocum. I'm difficult. Kay would never say anybody's difficult. She's too sweet. Oh, oh, no, talk, to, talk to her next time you see her and ask her about it. <laughs> well, maybe about you. About you. <laughs> but like for, for you, serving, what, why do you do it? Because you, you know, you uh, could do I'm a lot of other do. times. That's what I'm called to do. Yeah? That's, that's just me. I enjoy I enjoy minor earthquake. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I I enjoy interacting with with people. Mm-hmm. I, yet I am I am shy. I really I am in a in really? a way. Um, Nobody would ever guess that, by the way, because you are so I'm shy, okay, gregarious and like just that would be the last thing that people would, would know. Which so do you? Is that like a conscious choice on your part to like put yourself out there? Is that something you push yourself to do? Uh, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's it natural. Huh. I, I think, okay, I'm a very simple person. Very simple person. I'm a, not a deep thinker. And therefore, I have issues with, am I good enough to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've, always, I've always had that. And so I know I, I work around that with some of my um, frivolities that I put out there, mm-hmm. the uh, kidding around. Okay. You know, so I, there's some places I don't feel good about myself. So that's why I, I reach out in different ways. And I'm and being very honest with you. I, wow. Um, I never thought I'd be a teacher. I never thought I'd get up in front of a hundred, a thousand kids, and wow. and talk to them. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And I I do enjoy what I'm what I'm doing. And I would hope for those of you that would like to serve, please come up and and approach me or Kay Slocum or yeah. any of the team. We'd love to have you help 
we can yeah. always use new ushers, readers, you know, the, the blue team. Yeah, or security team. That, a white team, if you're the medical in the team. medical field. Yeah. We could really use you. So that's all part of the First Impressions ministry. Yeah, We've all of that idea. that you coordinate and lead and love on and, and oversee. And and just thanks for just for sharing just the... Um, the truth there that there are things of you know some insecurities and things maybe you know feel feel about because we all have those like right. we all have different areas that we don't you know but we want to you know and man I just just thank you so much for that dude seriously because I think that's beautiful because that's man I think that is that's what it is to be a church family to be able to go you know what I don't have it all figured out. <laughs> I'm not right. Well, because there's such not. a temptation, I think, yeah. in in uh, I don't I don't feel that at North Park, and I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Of the temptation of you, you have to put on your church face, you have to have it all worked out, you have to be perfect and, sh- and shiny and stuff, and it's like no, like this is who this is who we are. Well, and you, right? should, you should have been at the men's retreat, <laughs> right? You know, a couple of weeks ago, right? That way. That was awesome, wasn't it? It was awesome. There was there was no hesitation on anybody there. Well, and the, the exactly, I mean, you had the great, um, you know, story there, open heart surgery, right? Yes. And just you know, just that whole picture there of what it is like going through a very vulnerable time, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, but doing it, you know, as a believer, you know, focusing Reaching on reaching out to the medical staff. Yeah, say, this is even though they're slicing you open and cracking yeah. your chest, right? Yeah, and having that focus. So just uh, just thank you because I think that's important for for folks to hear that and go okay yeah I don't have to have it all worked out and God's still at work and, and and we went around in a circle and explained you know who we were yeah our na- obviously our names but who we were where we our background a little yeah. and some so there was some especially the heart surgery yeah you know, there were some issues uh, beyond that. Yep. And it was it was really good for all the all the men that were there to hear that, and I, I really appreciate that because I, I enjoyed hearing those stories and, and being a part of that time. I really appreciate Stephen uh, Petrie, the intentionality he had in setting that up. Mm-hmm. Um, just because as guys, a lot of times we can be a little bit more shallow and keep it keep it servicey, uh, <laughs> you know, and just by setting that up to push into the, push us into the deep end a little bit. Yeah. And guys did just open up, they hey. Sure did. But also, I'm thinking like, here's you know how God has gifted me to, you know, to 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 serve and and you know give him these strengths and here's you know using it. But then, like you said, hey, but also here are, you know some other uh, elements. And I was like, that's good, yeah. right? As a follower of Jesus, hey, let's just be real with each other. Yeah. And there there are men there that I've seen at church mm-hmm. and I didn't really know. Yep. And I had a chance to talk to them and. Now I go up in, at church and we can sit and talk and say, "Hey, wh- who did you serve? Who did you? What was your service? You know, oh, it was, it was Navy. I said, okay, I was Army. You know, my dad would love you because he was Navy. He always had <laughs> issue with that. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. It really was. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love too. You know, you had folks who've been in North Park for a long time, and then you had you know folks that literally have been there for you know a few months. Mm-hmm. You know. And getting to know each other and developing new relationships, and I, I just, I, it makes me. We were all blessed happy to say the right? least. Right to see that. Yeah. Well, Miles, I just want to thank you, buddy, for 
doing this and sharing your story and, you know, all this. We just go, Lord, uh, we just want to talk and take these experiences away that he has been at work in your life and Kathy's life and, and let him use it how he will as people listen to these, watch them. And so, man, I just appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I, I hope I can make a difference to somebody out there. Amen. And if you want to sit and talk, I'd be more than happy to. And you this has been that. great. Thank you for offering this to me. You bet, my friend. Thank you. And folks, uh, look up Miles on Sunday. Uh, if you're a part of North Park, come and look him up on Sunday morning and jump in, uh, you know, on the hospitality, greeting, ushering, blue team for security, white team for uh, medical. Um, and 9 a.m. Bible study at 9 o'clock. There you go. Downstairs. We're open to anybody and everybody. We'd love to have you. I love it. Yeah. Miles, thank you, buddy. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless you.